a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We always hear the mantra don't talk to strangers. But what if talking with those you don't know? Could actually make you a better person and what if it could actually help us solve some of the division in the country politically right now uh, i was fascinated by a headline today in the washington post saying we've stopped talking to strangers here's why we should start again and the author of that piece in the washington post helene olin uh, who's an opinion columnist for the post focusing on politics economics and american life uh, agreed to join us today helene thank you so much for making time Thank you for having me on. This is a great topic. It, I miss talking to strangers. <laughs> tell, tell us about that. Uh, some of us don't like to talk to strangers. Some of us uh, think that's the best thing ever. Tell us about your experience. Well, I'm a New Yorker, um, although I'm in California these days. But And we talk to strangers there all the time. It's part of the city's ethos. You just sort of, you're sitting next to someone on the bus, you sort of need eyes, and you yammer for two minutes, right? <laughs> And as a a nation, it turns out, when I started looking at the research on this, we do that a lot less than we used to. Mm. And some of it has to do with social media, because, of course, if you're looking at your phone, you don't do it. Some of it has to do with the age of inequality. It turns out wealthier people don't look around at the world as much as people who are less well off. Mm. And then, of course, there's been the COVID pandemic and social distancing and isolation. Yeah, all of those things have have played in, and I, I I want to start with just this these brief connections. Whether it's out walking the dog, uh, I have to say some of the most important lessons I've learned in my entire life have come from cab drivers in London and Washington D.C. In very short two minutes, three minutes while you're in the cab, uh, but we're losing that. We are losing that. And my equivalent is there's been other parents on the playground over the years. <laughs> my kids are now in college, so I don't go to the playground anymore. But it's the same thing. It's, the, it's these brief transitory connections. And it turns out that when you look at the science on this, because there's a whole host of research on it, actually, it, it, it works as a mood improver. Mm. It makes us happier. It leaves us more informed because we go outside our normal networks. Social media keeps it has the opposite effect because it keeps you in networks of people you either already know or are in agreement with. So you don't encounter anything that pushes up against you. Um, And it helps us sort of navigate the world. It gives us new information, new connections. People get jobs more often from what are called weak connections, people they barely know versus their best friend, for instance. 
Oh, fascinating. Uh, I love that. And, and I think it's so important. I think one of the things uh, we've been hitting this week on our show is the the thing that might kill the republic is is not whether the Democrats win or the Republicans win out on something. It's it is the social media component that we're becoming so isolated that we are no longer curious. Uh, and I think that's what you were speaking to as I read your your piece in the Washington Post today. It was we have to remain curious about people who aren't in our natural bubble or who are part of our own echo chamber. Uh, we've got to get back to that. Exactly. It, it makes us understand who they are. It's very easy to demonize the other. And sure enough, there is, again, a whole host of research that shows that when we talk to people who say disagree with us politically, it actually can change minds. There is a way of, of political canvassing that they call deep canvassing, for instance, where instead of them marching up to your door and saying, are you planning to vote for candidate X? And, and if you're not, here's why you should do it. They actually will bring the person canvassing brings up an issue, say immigration reform, uh, sexual preferences. Those are two that are often used as examples and just asks you your take on it and your opinion. And then they share their take and their opinion and give experiences they've had in their life with them. And they find that when they study them, it actually can change minds and it can keep minds changed on the positions that are under discussion longer than, say, just seeing some random digital ad. Yeah. Uh, so so you're saying that, you know, beating people over the head uh, is not the best way to persuade. <laughs> These... we, we want to be seen and heard. Yes. And in our world, that's an increasingly rare thing to happen. Yeah, it is. And it, and it is why we should talk to strangers uh, and have that engagement and uh, be willing to to enter into those conversations. Uh, and again, if you really stop and think about it, you know, whether it's that uh, barista at, at the coffee shop or whether it's the clerk behind the, you know, the, the teller, uh, whoever it may be, those those small moments, those little brushes both bring out humanity in a really extraordinary way, but also, I think, cause us to think very different uh, in terms of what we think we know or what we think we believe. Exactly. And we're actually quite generous when we speak to strangers. Like if someone asks us for help, we, we're always so scared of asking, right? Like don't ask for directions. Don't approach strangers. <laughs> in fact, most people are actually really want to help you. They want, they want to be seen as much as you want to be seen. They want help, and they, we all want to sort of empathize with somebody. And it just makes our lives so much better, so much happier, and so much more productive, and less conflict-ridden, potentially. Yes. All uh, of which is very important in the United States. Those are all crucial things we've got to get to for sure. Uh, the pandemic obviously has play, had an impact as we've had to go behind masks and social distance and all of those kinds of things. Are you seeing any kind of trends there in terms of re-engagement uh, or is the Delta variant and kind of the topsy-turviness of where we are in the pandemic uh, still kind of keeping us at bay? I, I think, you know, I've heard different takes on that. Um, it, there are some people who feel that COVID has like, given us actually something to talk about with each other. Um, and I would say that's probably somewhat true. But on the other hand, I think we're still dealing with people in my experience, at least, I feel people have different levels of risk engagement, different beliefs. And as a result, people are often hesitant to either make approaches because, of course, you don't know 
if somebody, you know, even wants to talk to somebody else, there's really no code for it, especially in an area like Los Angeles, where there are nasty outdoors is still mostly done. Or conversely, you know, you don't know what they believe. And the beliefs, you know, COVID, you know, as the joke goes, you know, is the first disease that seems to divide politically. Mm. And so you don't, people seem, in my experience, to often be quite hesitant to bring it up if they don't know people right. or approach people. And they seem to just back off a bit. And I would say the third part of that is, of course, you know, approaching people is a habit. And in many cases, we've just fallen out of it. It was a weak habit before COVID. Mm. Post COVID, it's, you know, really, you know, sort of like a muscle that needs work. Yeah. Uh, fantastic stuff. Helene Olin, opinion columnist for The Washington Post. Uh, she focuses on politics, economics, and American life. And just a great piece today. We've stopped talking to strangers. Hear why we should start again. And Helene, we're going to add you to our friend category. Uh, thanks for engaging with us today, elevating the conversation, and help us, helping us realize talking to strangers is actually a good thing. Thank you. And everybody listening, talk to a stranger today. All right. Fantastic. That is our uh, do something that will make a difference today. All right. We're going to step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll go around the horn a little bit and see what's happening in the world. Updates on what's happening in Washington, D.C. And I'm going to continue to echo what Helene just taught us. Let's go talk to strangers today. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.